Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses, and this podcast is just us chatting every week about the reality of anything and everything property. And this week, we are going to talk about coping with change, recalibrating ourselves, and whether that is easy or, or difficult and how it affects our approach to property. Sounds like a therapy session, doesn't it? Coping with change and recalibration. Isn't, isn't that what podcasting is always? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely why I'm here, for therapy. <laughs> but before we get into the therapy, we're just going to touch on buying properties. And Stuart, you mentioned on, on a couple of episodes ago, I think, maybe, I can't remember, can't cope, um, need more therapy, that you were buying a property. And you've had uh, an offer accepted and I think sort of confirmed since then. So how has that process started for you? Have you, have you actually sort of, have you actually gone full speed ahead and, and got, got builders in and agents lined up and what, what stage are you at? Yes. Am I getting ahead of myself? Yeah, we, so we, we mentioned this two episodes ago, episode 131, director vendor. And I think as we were recording, I got a text to say that our offer was accepted, which was great. We are now just drawing up the paperwork to hopefully get early access to the property. And that'll be a real coup for us because what it means is that we will be able to get into the property and start doing the works, hopefully as of this recording, within sort of four to six weeks, which for anyone buying in inverted commas normally, you, you know, it's just never going to happen. You know, you have to wait till you complete on the purchase. So, so you might be waiting from four months, ha, 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 or, you know, six months plus. So we might be able to get into the property and start the works within four or six weeks. We're just doing the legal paperwork to enable us to do that. And just agreeing with the vendor, so that's so it's really good news for us. I've I've teed up the builder, who who has already worked on the building, funnily enough, to do a few bits to it. So he nearly dropped the phone when I said we, we we're going to go back to this building and do a lot more to it. We're going to start putting some showers in and knocking some walls through. So everyone's lined up, and yeah, as of sort of this release date, we're we're hoping in about sort of a. I would say about a month's time to to actually get the first hammer blow into the property to start moving things around. So that's looking positive from our side. And as interestingly, before we hit the record button, you said that you've also made an offer as well. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, not quite as successfully as you. <laughs> so I, I've been looking for properties. We've talked about some of the ones I've been to look at recently on, on previous episodes. This particular property, we haven't mentioned before, but it's a, a two-bed house in, in Red Hill, which is my, my target area, or part of my target area at the moment. I, I went along to, to view it, and it's... Actually, maybe I'll take a, a step back slightly. It had been put on the market, and within, I think, about a week, it had then sold and taken off the market. And then again, within a week, it came back onto the market. And, and it was then that I picked it up and booked a viewing to see it. They were doing a, a day of viewings at a weekend. and I got a, got a slot in there. It transpired that the, the quick sale and fall through <laughs> within a week was because the previous set of viewings I've done, they did, they had an offer, it was accepted. And then straight away, that, that person went back to their 
their bank and said, right, I want to buy this. And they said, oh, no, you can't have that mortgage anymore. So straight away, their, their offer collapsed. So it was very, very quick to, to go back to the market. But this property, it was empty when I went to view it. It had previously been let. So the, the tenant had moved out, I think, actually just a week or so before. And it was a nice property. It was in fairly good condition, but it had some some slight rough edges. I mean, as you'd expect from any property that's been lived in for some amount of time, there's sort of scuffs here and little marks on the on the floor and things like that, cupboard doors with a chip off and, and things like that. So, so it did need a, a little, I mean, well, I say that. This was one of the things I was sort of torn about as I looked around it. It had just been let and it could be let again as it was. But I'm not sure I'd feel happy with that because I would, I, I'd say, when I'm buying a property, I feel that I then want to sort of make it as, as good as it can be, at least to start with, for, for me to let out to people. Do you think I'm, I'm being silly there, Stuart? Feeling a, a need to spend that extra 5000 or so tidying up the, the rough edges and things? Or, or should I actually just, just put it straight out to market again when I'm considering buying this kind of, of property? Well, that's that, that's that's the question that we're going to come on to because it's all a moot point unless it becomes your property. But I don't think that's a strange thing at all and to, to want to make things better. I've been in a situation where I, I fully intended to do that and I had a, a good agent who, as I purchased, a good letting agent that said to me, hold on, if you just give it a, a, a small buff and a fluff, we will get people into this straight away. And unfortunately, and I'm being completely candid, you know, I thought, well, why not? You know, the, the, the dollar signs popped up into my eyes and I thought, well, this makes more sense. Spend less money, get people in it. But that was to my detriment because the quality of the property dipped very soon afterwards. I wasn't overly happy about it. And Kel Surprise, after a period of time, we got lower rents for it and people didn't take as much care. So equally, I understand when 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 we do this, we want we want to have something better. So it makes perfect sense to me that you'd want to because you want to have you want to be proud of it. I would challenge it if money was getting spent in areas that might not necessarily either really support a tenant's living experience, given our conversation with Emma last week around you know, insulation and making sure that's good enough from a, both a financial perspective and a, on a tenant comfort perspective. I'd have, I'd have a question if you just wanted to put in the latest hob and oven purely because you liked it, but uh, I know you, so I know that's not the case. No, this is very much around fixing the skirting, for example, it was quite scuffed and damaged in places. So you'd need to, to fix that up or, or fe- I felt you would need to, but I mean, it's, it's only skirting. You People don't, really rely on nice neat tidy well-painted skirting so I, I don't know and little chips off kitchen doors or things like that 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 are really cosmetic rather than functional and hence why I was sort of questioning my my need to to sort of build these into the, the numbers I was running but as you hinted earlier it it didn't make any difference or, or matter anyway because <laughs> i was was ultimately unsuccessful by by some way so this property is a, a two-bed house in red hill it's up for four hundred thousand pounds we'll come back to that in a moment i think but having seen it 
gone around it and, and sort of worked out that I think it, it might have needed 5,000 or so just to, to polish it. I came back and put in an offer of 375. I knew this was, was going to be a little bit on the, the low side. And I, having done all my numbers, it the, the, the numbers really worked for me up to 380. After that point, they they didn't look so good. I mean, I, I could have stretched a little bit, but going past that, I would have had to put in more deposit than I wanted to really. And my obviously ROI return on, on that money would have also dipped a bit below what I was, was looking for really. So I went, went in at 375 and the agent said, okay, obviously we'll, we'll take that away. Vendor probably won't like it, but we'll come back to you. And when they did come back to me the following day, they said, well, actually, we've had three other offers and we are now going around everyone asking for, for best and final offers. And a bit of to and fro discussing this with the, the agent. And I, I said, well, I could go up a little bit, but not very much and things. And it transpired that, that basically no, no point in worrying about that really because the other offers were already at the asking price. And they're obviously expecting somebody amongst them to go above the asking price in order to, to secure the, this property. And the, the numbers for me as a rental didn't really work past £380,000. And yet this agent and vendor had three other potential buyers who, who were all homeowner buyers. So they were looking for their own home. They weren't looking for an investment. Willing to pay 400000 probably a bit more than 400000 to, to secure this, this house. And this was a two-bed house in Red Hill. Now, I, I emphasize that because when I put in my offer for 375000 it felt quite expensive to me. <laughs> I'm sure to lots of people listening around that are diff- different parts of the country or world are thinking, that is bloody expensive, Simon. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. It really is expensive. <laughs> it's an awful lot of pounds. <laughs> but it's not just that it is a big number all on its own. It's that it's a big number relative to what I'm used to. Mm. I have been investing in property for a while. And just looking back to the last property that I purchased in Red Hill, it was about five years ago. And it was a three bed house. And floor area wise, I think it was probably about 50% more floor area than the the two bed one I was looking at. So it's a reasonable size three bed. And I paid about £310,000 for that house five years ago for a three-bed. And back then, two beds were obviously cheaper than that. And personally, I am I'm just struggling a bit with this big change in numbers mm. from 310000 for a three-bed to 400000 or more for a two-bed house in very similar areas. I mean, slightly different streets and... The, the two-bed one is probably a, a very slightly better street. But, I mean, it's, it's not massively different. So I, I, I'm struggling. It's, it's, How are you feeling about this, Stuart? Well, it's, it's a pertinent topic right now, as we all know, because of the way the market is. And something we've been talking about in our property circles this very week. Before we get on to that, and I don't want to get too far into the numbers because this isn't that episode, but I'm just quite interested for us as as listeners to this around the numbers on on this specific property so 
what was your assumption in terms of rent and if you have it your your potential net so gross gross rent is fine just as a as a rough workings out to give us a little bit of a a stake in the ground just to to share about how your your mind was in terms of the potential suitability of this property okay so while you were asking that question i was busy looking up my records so i can answer accurately but consequently i missed half the question so you might have to repeat yourself a little scared. but the rent i was going with was 1400 a month and so something else about considering the, the sort of polishing of the property, I don't think that really would have changed with with or without polishing, because the, the rental market is quite I, I hesitate to say say hot, but it's busy. And hence I, I think people will accept slightly lower standards, but whether I'm willing to offer them or not is a different question. So anyway, 1,400 in, in monthly rent. And I was working on a five-year fixed mortgage. So with that, you can reduce the the ICR, the, the rental cover requirements, down to 145% and a slightly lower stress rate. And with that, it means that I would be able to secure, I think, around a 68% loan-to-value mortgage. So at a 380000 offer, which which I didn't actually get as far as putting in because it was pointless, but that was where I sort of I was, was sitting as my, my comfortable space. That would have been 257-ish thousand pound mortgage, about 20,000 pounds of stamp duty, 5,000 pounds of repair costs, a couple of thousand in legal fees and mortgage fees and bits and bobs. So an overall cash in of about 150,000. The resulting ROI on that, that I was, that my, my calculations suggest is around 3.7, something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, we're not talking massive, massive ROI. And we are talking about quite big sums of, of money going in. But, uh, but yeah, that's how the, how the numbers shake out. And again, don't want to go too far into this rabbit hole. But as you've mentioned, ROI and about £150,000 cash in requirement. So your investment of £150,000 you were expecting return, an annual return of that of somewhere in the region of three to four percent. Yes, exactly. Uh, excluding any capital growth, that's just just rental return. Fine. Okay. So I think I think it was just good for 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 us and the listeners to understand. You know that that was why this is of, in, of interest to you because I think that can raise questions. And if anyone does want to talk about this, please do reach out to us at Biz of Property on Twitter, at Biz of Property on Twitter. A number of people have contacted us recently via that, so please do. However, so we've talked about the numbers. That's why you're interested. You've struggled with the calibration, given the fact that, you know, only a couple of years ago, you could have got a, a three-bed house for 310000 so almost a quarter less, you'd have got a bigger house. Therefore, we're all in this situation of of either we reset our view of what the market is or we don't purchase and the interesting thing for me is that you did put an offer in so you so you did do it so what did you have to say to yourself to put that offer in i had to work out the numbers i had to work out the amount of money that i have available to invest the rough returns i i feel i i want to achieve and and based on the rent that's achievable, which is obviously it's gone up as well, 
I can do the calculations and I can can work out what a a potential offer value of the property is to me. And yeah, it, it feels like a really big number, but but it's what the numbers say. And and yeah, I just had to go with the numbers, even though I mean, it, it just I just can't get over how big the numbers feel and how big a change there is between those those numbers. Mm. And look, anecdotally, as I was telling you pre-record, so I've travelled to Manchester recently with an investor partner and he also has purchased property actually within the last year or so. It's certainly not more than 18 months ago. And and the value of that property he's been given is a 25% increase. So if he, if he wanted to follow the same investment model that he's been following, to buy the similar property type that he bought a year ago in, in and around Greater Manchester would be 25% more. And we had the very same conversation. It's like, well, is that property worth 25% more a year on? No, it's not. How how do we address it? Well, the the, the addressing it is really encapsulated in, in how you responded, which I think is, is just a great way and, and something you and I probably say the same thing around, which is, well, if you work the numbers out and the return is acceptable to you based on your investment and you've had to do that on some very large numbers in terms of your your capital in requirement vis-a-vis 150k and if i'm happy with that that's what i'm going to go for there's a secondary argument around this the property you're looking at you know there's going to be other people competing with you that aren't thinking about a yield an roi or an roce they're just thinking could we live here and would this be a nice place to live and that extra five or 10k is irrelevant to them because they're not thinking in those terms yeah exactly it's i think it is squeezing people who are looking for property investment i mean i'm buying in the southeast the southeast has always been a bit difficult from this point of view but yeah with these recent price increases i think it is even worse now because people who are buying their own homes as you say can afford to to not worry about the roi and and indeed they're, they're generally working with much smaller deposits too and they they can say Actually, it would cost £5,000 to polish the property, but I'm not worried about that. I'll DIY it over the next two years or something mm. and, and save that. So they don't need to worry about that that amount of money to fix that up. And also, as you say, they're, they're quite happy to say, well, I'm going to live in this house for the next five years or something. I don't mind if I put in a, a few extra thousand at, at this point because it's it's just not going to make that bigger difference to, to the the mortgage payments they make and, and things like that. Yeah. And the question for us as investors and getting back onto our sort of question at hand is, well, how do we operate in this arena? Well, you've talked about the aspect of, well, I just had to look at my numbers. Also, from my perspective and thinking about how you've invested, it's okay. Well, what are the options to me as an investor and what would make sense? And of course, there's a there's a combination of things that we've got. So, for example, we have experience in property investing and we might want to look at new areas. And I honestly don't want to say crypto because I don't want to make you weep on a on a podcast. But the alternative is, OK, where could I increase my returns? Now, we can look at gold. Not crypto. <laughs> no, certainly not right now. 
we could look at gold, we can look at uh, stocks and shares, we can look at equities. But of course, and, and we've talked about this in the past, we have, a, we have a specific interest in property. We like property, it's tangible, it's, it's there, we can see it, touch it, feel it. But then the, you know, the other factor right now, and I guess the big question we've all got is, well, how long is this going to last? So let's just say we've all accepted that this is the environment we are, we're working in this environment. So, so whether we like it or not, this is the environment. The choice is we either invest now or wait. And we've talked about that on many previous podcasts, which is you're trying to time the market, which we feel is a very tough job for anyone to do, let alone mere mortals like us. So assuming we're not going to try and time the market and we're going to invest now, now we're concerned, well, am I going to buy now? And have we hit peak? And what happens if there's a correction? So what was your thought process knowing all of that and thinking, well, actually, if that offer got accepted, I might pay 375, 380 on a property today, which in a year's time, two years time, might be worth five to seven percent less or whatever that number is. So, So how would you how did you address that for yourself? My answer to that really was to have a five-year fixed mortgage. So the the value of a property only really matters when you you have a, a sort of crystallization event. So either when you buy it, sell it, or remortgage it. Only at those points does does actual value matter to you. Other than that, you can just carry on as you are, basically. So so yeah, it's I'm saying by going in with a, a five-year fixed mortgage that I'm just sort of batting down the hatches and saying, hopefully in five years' time, we'll be out the other side of whatever's going to happen. <laughs> and and things, maybe the market's crashed and then come back a bit. Maybe it's carried on booming. Doesn't really matter. Hopefully over the five years, that's enough time for it to have equaled out somewhere along the lines. So at least I won't be in a worse situation. And the value of the property will, at least hopefully, be around where I'm I'm buying for. Mm. And whether whether five years is enough, whether it should be perhaps ten years, who knows? I, I'm you, you just have to pick a level at which you're you're happy with the the, the, the risk. And I think two years would be too risky for me. I, I think there there might maybe be an issue in that time span. Five years, I feel a bit more comfortable with. Yeah, and. Again, I think that just really answers that that point for anyone thinking about it. And, you know, we've talked about that. And, of course, the other side of this coin right now is with the market being so hot and increasing so high, unfortunately, that means that a lot of people aren't able to, to, to buy the properties that they wish. And what do they do? They rent properties. And that's what we do. So, I think there's a lot of negative, well, I've certainly seen a lot of negative chat in the last couple of weeks around the market. And it's, it's really hard when you, when you sort of are involved in, in this sector to sometimes not start feeling it and start to feel a bit negative, especially when you hear that you know, people are leaving the country because things are getting so bad. But then you, know, you stop and look around and go, well, you know, yes, there's a lot of challenging things happening right now in terms of you know, utility costs, inflation, and so on. However, it's not something we've not experienced before. These are things that we've that we've experienced before and will get through. So, you know, for me, I always try and keep keep the glass half full uh, and operate prudently, as you've as you've kind of outlined. You have with with how you think about purchasing property. 
yep, you have to just accept accept the world as it is <laughs> and uh, and carry on. You mentioned around the the property market, perhaps or, or people being a bit gloomy about the outlook. And I, I thought we're, we're nearly out of time, but just very quickly, I'll mention a a graph that. Uh, well, let me take a step back again. Patma creates or or can create for you a weekly statistics email. So every every Monday morning, it'll give you an email with a collection of graphs telling you about the the current property market right right up to the the day before. And one of the graphs in this shows the percentage of property listings on the market that have changed price. So either reducing in price or increasing in price. And looking at that graph over the last six months, the trend of the increasing line is pretty flat. But the trend of the reduced line is definitely heading upwards, probably a little bit more so in the last three or four months of this this six-month graph. I think that that does sort of suggest that at least somewhere, I mean, this, this is a national graph, so it's Obviously, different regions vary a lot. But somewhere, overall, in average, across the country, perhaps the property market is just starting to soften slightly because more properties are being reduced now than they were a few months ago. And obviously, why do you reduce a property listing? It's because it's not selling and you you feel you you need to try and get it to shift. So I, I think whether it's from agents sort of putting in prices that are too high and then having to pull them back a bit, whether it's properties coming onto the market at the same sort of level and that no longer being high enough, I think that's that's less likely. So I don't think prices are necessarily dropping or there are problems with people buying properties, but I think perhaps things aren't speeding ahead quite as quickly as they were before and agents perhaps are, are now finding themselves ahead of where the market wants to be and hence needing to reduce things a, a little bit more than they were before. So, so yeah, I, I think it'll be an interesting one because the property market always slows a bit over the summer anyway. So it'd be interesting to see how, how much that happens this year and then after summer, how much the, the, the pickup is again. Yeah, indeed. And as you say, you know, we, we can't be clear on the reasons why, but it, it, the data is pointing towards a cooling down is probably the best terminology. And like you say, it, it could be because people are having to correct, you know, their original pricing based on, you know, the heated market, trying to to over-egg their puddings. But um, hopefully that will now slow down. And I think um, we all want to see that really for, for many reasons. So hopefully that, that will continue. Not least because my poor little brain can't cope with the numbers getting so big so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> keep looking at my calculations. Keep myself grounded there. That's what I need to do. <laughs> well, the important thing is that you're putting offers in. And, and I think that is always key in, in property investment is that you're still out there making offers, seeing properties. And, you know, that's the same for all of us in, in property world is, is you've, if you've got to, still got to stay active. And as we know, nine out of ten offers will probably get rejected, but at least you're, you know, you're staying in the game, and and agents know you're a serious buyer. Yep. The more I look at the big numbers, the more used to I'll get. <laughs> and uh, once I'm used to them, uh, then perhaps it won't be so scary. 
we are out of time for this week. So thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we are available on at biz of property. That's at B-I-Z of property on Twitter. Please do reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you there. Other than that, you can find show notes and all our previous episodes on thebusinessofproperty.com. And Stuart and I will talk to you again next week. Yeah.